Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Would you love the Lord right now all over this building? In the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The book of 2 Kings chapter 13, reading with verse 14. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Isn't it great to be at God's house? Praise God. What a beautiful crowd on this Sunday morning. And I know that's only going to increase. It really is. We want to reach as many people as we can with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I um, want us to turn our attention today to 2 Kings chapter 13, reading with verse 14. I do plan on speaking as well next week on the same subject that I felt God dealt with me on when I was out of town. And that is simply, what is your expectations? What is your expectations? Your expectation is a reflection of what you really believe in or what you really believe. Do you believe that? And... 2 Kings chapter 13, it says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his, of his sickness whereof he died. He was sick, he was about to die, and Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. He understood his role in his life. That's the exact same thing that Elisha had said when Elijah was taken. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. You can picture it together. I've preached this before. If you can picture together, they're both holding the bow at the same time. Maybe over his shoulders, grabbing the bow and hands on the hand of the king, hands on the hand uh, of holding the bow and on the string. And he says, and Elisha said, uh, and he said, open the window eastward. He opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Israel. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou hast consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him. I don't think he was just old and grumpy. Like nobody else in this building. I don't think he was just at the end of his ministry and he just got grouchy in his older age. This is going to be the last act of the prophet. Looking at somebody that's going to be walking in what he's prophesying. And when he saw the king obey him and smite, shoot three, window, shoot three arrows out the window, something happened. 
it says the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou um, smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And Elisha died and they buried him. I want to preach to you today about what is your expectations. What is your expectation? I want you to lift your hands and for a moment I want you to turn tomorrow off and yesterday off. And I want you to pray about the now. God, you know where I'm at. You know what I need. I pray that Lord that you would be with us. Be here to help us. I pray that God you would give this church unshakable faith. Unshakable faith. I pray you would give us unquenchable faith. Oh God, that we can believe through every opposition. I pray that you would move in this room in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus we pray and everybody says amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to lift your expectations. How many want to expect good things and not bad things? Clap your hands again before you're seated and thank God. Amen. For these leaders that led us in worship today. We thank you for what we feel today. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. I do believe that in the end time, there's a verse that says, when he returns, when Jesus returns, will he find faith up on the earth? And I want everybody to say, he will. I say to you today that expectations are a, a product of of where you've been and or what you've come through or went through. Our expectation of one another is typically based upon our relationship with somebody in our life. Even our expectation of God, our Father which is in heaven, a lot of times is based upon our relationship with somebody that we trusted which can hinder it or even help it. Expectations can be damaged or can be elevated because of life. How many believe that? I come to you today that there's not very many stoplights that I don't stop at, that I'm not looking in my rearview mirror because I have been rear-ended six times living in Zanesville. A driver ed instructor told me, he said, Ron being that, he said, I think the drive, from a driver's education perspective, you're the problem. I said, yes, sir. Went right away from that council and got rear-ended again. I, I'm questioning today whether the, 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 the first accident uh, and the second accident and somewhere between the second and the third accident that I started expecting to get rear-ended. I'm telling you right now, I expect it to happen. And... Uh, it's not a good thing that every time you're driving, you're, you're, you're thinking about crashing instead of arriving. But because of the accidents, that's exactly what happened to me. I would think more about when I'd hit my brakes about something going wrong instead of something going right. Can anybody relate with that? Maybe not the accidents, but some other area in your life. Maybe you've been wronged by somebody and so you've got the brakes on because somebody did you wrong, maybe two or three did you wrong and the next person's going to do you wrong. I will be in a, 
teaching series. In one of those series, I'm going to talk about blended families and, and even uh, being married again. But because that's where we are in the culture that we live in. But if you were done wrong by a spouse, it's very possible that you're going to think the next one's going to do you wrong. If you were done wrong by an authoritative figure in your life, you're going to think that the next one's going to do you wrong. If you have a wound or a scar somewhere, you're going to expect to be wounded because I do not want to be wounded again. I want to say today that I pastor a diverse group of people. The thing that brings us together is not that we're alike. It's not that even we think alike. We all come from similar backgrounds. The truth of the matter is I pastor a diverse group of people that come from different walks of life, different things that have happened. And here's what I like to say. It really doesn't matter where we come from. We all come from somewhere. What matters is where we're headed to. I don't want where I came from to keep me from where God wants me to be. I want to say to you today, I cannot let my past hold my future because that happened yesterday doesn't mean it's going to be repeated tomorrow. We at some point, no matter what happened to us yesterday, when I gave my life to God, I have to start trusting it's going to be better from here. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have a trial. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to go through things. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have some situations. But I cannot live my life waiting on everything to fail. What that will do, it will cause my eyes to look at the ground instead of looking up. Psalms chapter 3 is a powerful portion of scripture. And it says in Psalms 3, if they can bring, throw that up there. Psalms 3 and 1, it's when David had adversity even from his own family. He said, verse 1, he said, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah or a pause in the song. But he stops here and he says, and this is where I want everybody to look up. Would you do that? Everybody look, look your head. Look arrogant just for a minute. Lift your head up and I want you to say this. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. I want you to understand that light would try to stoop you down to where you can't even lift your head as the psalmist write, talking about the things he went through in life. But I say to you, when I get into the presence of God, he lifts my head back up to start expecting he's going to bless me. He's going to bless my family. He's going to bless my future. I'm not going to let what somebody did to me yesterday keep me from what God's going to do for me tomorrow. Oh, somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Can I say, we got to start believing again. Can I preach to somebody that you didn't have six car accidents? You had, you had, you had seven personal accidents. You failed. You slipped up. You made the mistake. You did wrong. You threw in the towel and you fell down on your face because of the opposition that was against you. But I hear the scripture saying this morning, a just man falleth down seven times, but he's going to rise again. You know why? Because rejoice not against me, O oh my enemy. And I fall, I shall arise. I'm coming up out of this situation. I'm coming out out of this 
You can wound me, but you can't stop me. You can hurt me, but you cannot hold me. I know who holds my hand. I know who has my tomorrow. Somebody shout hallelujah. I do feel like in the end time there is a window that God has given you and me a window of opportunity to believe that there's greater things ahead. I know that we're dealing with wokeism. I know we're dealing with people falling away. I know it looks like the world has lost their mind and you can think it seems more good just to isolate and wait on the coming of the Lord. But I come to tell this congregation the great the greatest days of the church are not behind us. They're not in the book of Acts. The greatest days are right here, right now. If you can lift your eyes, you'll see God's going to do something amazing in our country. I hear that old song the choir used to sing. Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. His report says I'm healed. His report says I'm filled. I'm not taking an answer from the enemy and holding no. I'm going to let God determine my future. I'm going to let God determine my end. Clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say don't make any decisions when you're feeling weary. How many have felt the opposition against your ministry? Wave your hand. How many felt opposition against your family? Wave your hand. Come on. You'd feel the attack of the enemy. And David said in Psalms 3, he said, or verse 4, I cried unto the Lord. It didn't say that he prayed. He said, I cried unto the Lord. I don't know what that means to you, but I'm going to tell you what it means to me. Oh, God, I'm troubled in every direction. It looks like the enemy is trying to attack attack me. The enemy's coming after my family. He's coming after my mind. He's coming after my health. When I look, I see opposition and adversity. But I like what he says in the verse. I cried to the Lord with my voice. Here's what I feel. You can get so weary that your cry is almost silent. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. You can get weary in life because this is not heaven. The Bible says through much tribulation shall you inherit the kingdom of God. It appears to me that great victories come from great battles. It appears to me that faith will cause you to believe you can overcome things that are greater than you are. And I come to preach to some precious saint of God that you've been put down under the pressure of a life culture and situations I do blame it on the enemy I do blame it on the devil but I feel like something's moving in this room you're about to get your eyes off the ground that you're going to fall on and get your eyes on the hill that you're going to climb over God's going to bring you out of it I said God's going to bring you out of it this is not here to stay this has come to I wish somebody would just lift your hand to the heels. What's coming? Your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Somebody shout, help is on the way. Shout, help is on the way. 
Jesus is on the way. Clap your hands and say, help is coming. Help is coming. Help is coming. Now let me teach you. If you're weary, if you're weary in well-doing, I realize you fight battles that you don't deserve. I understand on this journey of life, you're going to go through valleys that you did not expect. I understand when you live for God, it's not just praying in the spirit all the time. Everything's going amazing. You might have six car accidents where people rear-end you on your way to the church to preach. The problem wasn't I was going the wrong direction. The problem is sometimes things just happen. It started making me think different because two of the places where the car accident happened in the exact same spot, on the exact same road, facing the exact same direction, at the exact same stoplight, was the exact place where God showed me this is where I was going to spend my ministry. It is. I came here on a six-month term, by the way, and March is going to be 20 years I've been here. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, when you get rear-ended at the stoplight that he calls you at, I called my wife from that stoplight years ago, and I said, honey, I can buy my grave plot in Zanesville. I'm here to stay. You remember that? It was at that stoplight. And then, like a few months between, two years in a row, I get rear-ended, going the same direction at the same stoplight where God spoke to me. And I'm going to tell you what I thought. Something's trying to push me out of here. You can think the way you think when you're a little bit crazy because of what you went through. And I'll go ahead and own my craziness because of what I was going through. But we start assuming things, assuming things, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe there's something trying to move me out of here. And I've come to realize, but when the enemy comes in like a flood, you got to raise the standard of love that is over you. God is for me. I said, God is for me. You know what I wish somebody would shout right now? God is for me. Look at your neighbor and say, God is for you too. Hey, listen, if God was against me, he'd have got rid of me a long time ago. If God was against me, he'd have killed me a long time ago. He's not against me. The enemy's against me. The devil's against me. The devil doesn't want me to succeed. But I got news for the devil today. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater, greater, greater. Hallelujah. And when you've had enough loss and you have enough suffering, when you go through death, it will do everything it can to set you back. Are you listening to me right now? When you go through loss, it'll cause you to expect loss. You lose a spouse. You get remarried, you expect to lose a spouse. When you have an accident tragic like yours, honey, when there's, it, it'll, it'll cause you to believe the accident can happen again. And there are things that happen in life that sometimes it's life, but we bend it spiritual 
And then we start expecting to not move because it's safer to stay home than it is to walk in faith. Oh, I'm preaching to you right now. It's better just to, it's better just to sit back and, oh, God, have mercy. It's safer just to be here instead of embrace my ministry because I, I, I've, I've had some hard days. I've had some hard times. I realize we've all come from different places and I know what the devil wants you to do because he's going to send things because what he wants to do is to strike fear in you so you will not fulfill in your life. I'm going to tell you where your miracle is. Your miracle is not in the next evangelist that comes to this church. Your miracle is not in the pastor preaching to you now. Your miracle is not in the person sitting beside you. Your miracle is between your ears. I'll prove it. He said... He said, thy word is nigh thee. My word is nigh thee. Even in thy mouth is the word of faith which we preach. That word of faith. How many's ever seen a cat backed in the corner? That was a bad impression. It's backed in the corner. Its hair is raised up on it. It's in, it's in response mode. That's exactly what Romans 10 is talking about. It's talking about the, 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 the word is nigh thee, even in the mouth. The word of faith isn't just another word to speak. It is a word that is given at a moment. You've been backed in the corner. Every direction that it looks like, it looks like you are surrounded. It looks like everything is failing. Everything is falling. You hear this preacher. He said he will never Put more on you than you can bear. My God, I feel the Lord right now. That means when things are against you, there will always be a window of the miraculous ahead of you. Do you hear me? That means when the pressure is coming, there will always be a door of help. There will always be a way to escape. And it is through the word of faith. And that's why when a believer is backed into a corner and it looks like there's no options available, something comes to your tongue. It is a word of faith that says, but God hears me when I pray. God comes to me when I call upon him. I tell him it is the name of Jesus. I wish there was some believer that would rise to your feet and shout Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. He will always give you a window of opportunity to walk in. Now I'm going to help you. Be seated in a moment. He said, I cried unto the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, you can be quiet if you want to. And tell them, I can cry out if I want to. Don't you let the intimidation of a neighbor keep you from crying out for what you need from God. Come on, blind Bartimaeus. He started crying out to the Lord. And the religious people said, shh, it's not right to do it. You know what he should have said? Don't you tell me what to do when you've never been blind and I'm that close to a miracle. I can't see him, but I hear he's on the way and I'm going to cry. 
telling somebody your turnaround moments this morning. If you would just cry out, he will hear you. Clap your hands and praise him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now I'm going to give you some wise counsel. Are you ready for this? If you're feeling a little bit crazy, I'll let you interpret that. Because sometimes when accidents happen, you think, oh, trying to be good. You don't think right. You think assumptions. And truth of the matter is, if it was a negative event, you're going to automatically think negative. And negative is not very far from unbelief. And negative is not very far from doubt. And negative is not very far from another window that causes failure and continued entrapment. I really feel this. God has given us a window today to believe for greater. I like verse 5 because this really comforts me. Are you ready? Let's read it. Can you throw it up here? I laid me down to sleep. I'm telling you, it doesn't seem very spiritual, but sometimes the best thing you do is get a good night's rest. I'm helping most of you. Some of you are too spiritual to think sleep is necessary. That's why you're crazy, amen. <laughs> no sleep. No faith. Do you realize how close Jesus is in this room right now? That he was asleep in the middle of your storm? All he needed was awaken. And if he's asleep while you're fighting a storm because he knows it's going to be all right. And some of you need to close the chapter on the weariness and get on, get, go to sleep and say, Honey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be, honey, wake up. Because she already knows it's going to be all right. You're the one fretting. But every now and then, you just need an amen. I come to tell you, this church is going to be all right. This city is going to have great revival. This preacher is going to be all right. I come to tell you, your marriage, your family, your children, is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Some of you are only one amen from a touch of God. You're only one affirmation of faith from a touch of God. I wish somebody would jump to your feet that's in the middle of a valley and shout amen. It's going to happen in my family. It's going to happen in my family. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Remain standing. I will not be afraid. Oh, no, i got to finish verse 5. Just stand. Put it up there. And I laid me down to sleep. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes I just need to lay me down to sleep. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I've got a feeling Woo! everything's going to be all right. I said, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. 
It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I might be wounded, but I'm not going to be captive. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been hurt, but I'm not going to remain safe. I'm stepping out in the knowledge that I know my help's on the way. I can lay down and sleep because I know the Lord has sustained me here. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel like somebody ought to leap, somebody ought to jump, somebody ought to shout, somebody ought to respond. God's going to make a way. I said, God's going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The old choir used to sing at camp, through trials and tribulations, I made it over. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm still here. I'm still praying in the Holy Ghost. I still feel his presence. It's going to be all right. I said, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Come on, clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Are you ready? Next verse. Say it with me. He wakes up and he says, I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me round about. Y'all ready? Honey, I'm not expecting any more accidents. Because you expect them, you attract them. Better listen to this preacher. What you expect, you attract. If you expect chaos, chaos is coming. If you expect confusion, confusion is on the way. Because faith is either in God or something else. And if I'm expecting to fail, I'm not putting my faith in Him. But if I would just lift my head to the hills and say, God's got the end of this. He's the one writing my story. You're not going to expect, you're not going to attract failure. You're going to attract victory. 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 Come on, I wish somebody would prophesy, I'm going to be all right. Come on, somebody shout, I'm going to be all right. I wish some husband would look at your wife in the eye and say, I'm going to be all right. Come on, honey, look at your husband and say, I'm going to be all right. Hey, hey, grab your wife's hand. Grab your wife, if they're, if they're near, grab your wife's hand and tell them, say, our babies are going to be all right. Don't ever forget, God gets the last word. God gets the last say, Sister Annie. I can still hear the words of the Shunammite woman. I can still hear it when I preach about it. And I preached on, don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Your face comes to mind on that Shunammite woman who had a baby that was, I'm in the prophetic touch of God right now, had a baby that was prophesied by the prophet, was born in the house where there was an upper chamber by the prophet Elisha. Her husband was old, looked like it was past years to have a child. 
He prophesied to her, you're going to have a baby? She said, don't be playing games with me now. I want a baby real bad. Don't just say stuff to say stuff. Come on, desperate people get a little grouchy. Let your neighbor say, you know he's preaching the truth right now. And all you grouchy people say, there's, there's, my, there's my excuse right there. Desperate! Desperate! He says it's going to be all right. The baby's six years old, has a headache, and dies. You know what she does? She hastens to the prophet. Some of you have a dead prophecy in your house right now. The prophecy is dead. It's not breathing. There's no lungs moving. There's no pulse when you left the house. She got on that, that carriage, started making her way to where the prophet was. And hear me? I didn't even get to Joash. I'll try next week. But she's in the carriage on the way, on the way to the prophet. And people, when they'd see her, they'd say, hey, is every, I mean, she's, she's on the way. Everything okay? You know what she'd say? It is well. She's got a dead baby in the prophet's chamber of her house. More than likely, it's his bedroom. The boy's sleeping in the prophet's bed. Over and over, she'd talk about how the prophet said he was going to be all right. He's laying dead where he was spoken to exist. And she's headed to the prophet with questions in her mind. She's struggling between here and here. But when somebody was saying, how you doing? She'd say, it is well. It is well. How you doing? Everything okay? You're in a hurry? It's okay. It is well. You know what you got to do when it looks like the prophecy is dead? Don't you dare accept it. Don't you dare look down at it and give up. You lift your head and say, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Come on. I say you got to declare it is well. It is well. It's going to be all right. I wish I had a mama with a dead prophecy right now. I wish I had a daddy with a dead prophecy to get out of your seat and lift your hands. I wish I had a husband. I wish I had a believer that would get out of your seat and say it's well. It is well. It is well. Quit waiting on somebody else. This is your moment to lift your hand for the miracle. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Don't, ex don't expect anything but what you pray for. Nothing else. I don't care how opposing it seems. Nothing else but what you've asked God for. I'm going to ask every mama and every daddy. Are you expecting them to fail or thrive? We got to change the level of our expectation. I'm telling you, God woke me up and said, ask the people of God. That's what he told me. Ask the people of God, what is your expectation? Are you expecting them to stay out of church? Or do you see an altar repentance for them? 
getting completely turned around. What are you expecting? Failure or victory? I'm going to tell you what we got to do. Because when there's a word from the Lord, I know we like getting a word from the Lord. But if you get a word from the Lord, you're going to need it. You've got to stand on it. You know what she did? She laid him in the prophet's chamber where he was prophesied. And she went back to the prophet that prophesied about her. She just had to hear one more time. It's going to be all right. I know I'm your pastor, but the prophetic spirit of God is upon me right now to, to tell you in this room, don't you dare accept anything else but what you prayed for and what you believe for because God is sending ambushments. I'm telling you, he's paving a way to your miracle. He's making a way to your house right now. He's coming your way with the answer. Lift your hands and receive it. Lift your hands and speak it. Lift your hands unto the Lord. Come on, lift your voice. and the grace and the mercy of God. Come on, somebody needs to prophesy. God's bringing me out. I'm coming out stronger than I've ever been. I'm coming out greater than I've ever been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? If you believe it, shout yeah. I believe it. I believe I'll testify. God's been good to me. Through every tested trial, I've got the victory. The enemy tried his best to turn around, turn me around and bring me down. But my God has never failed me yet. So I'm going to stand my ground. No matter what comes my way, I'll lift my voice and say, Somebody shout hallelujah! Shout hallelujah! Anyhow, come on, praise it, praise it, praise it, praise it, praise it! Praise Him! I'm telling you, there was a breakthrough last night when I was praying. And here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost walls. 
that have been thick enough to drive chariots across that stand between you and your miracle. It took some guts and it took some faith for somebody to march around those walls. And what the children of Israel didn't know is while they were marching, some of them didn't know, but spies already told them. They're terrified of you moving forward. <laughs> I want you to look at your spouse and say, we're not going back to Egypt. Nothing was there for us. So we're going to watch this thing ahead of us fall. And here's how I know it's going to crumble. Because God said. Here I know, here's how I know it can't stop me. Because God said there's a promise saying promise from me and my family. And when they all started shouting in forward motion, he sang it in Sunday school. And the walls came tumbling down. I know it looks thick. I know it's beyond you. But if you can just lift your eyes to the prophecy, it cannot stand in the way of you. Everybody shout, God's going to tear it down. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Receive of the Lord. I'm telling you, God said He's going to fix it. I'm lifting my expectation. Come on, go on. Press in prayer. Press in prayer. Hallelujah. 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 I release faith into this room right now. I speak a word of faith. Hallelujah. 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 Here's what I feel the instruction of the Lord to do. I feel like we need to shout. He's done everything he can to silence your praise. Anybody witness that? Your voice is weak. Pull the covers over your head at night because it's been a trial. But I feel like we need to lift our voice. And heaven's going to respond to that. I do. I feel like we need to lift our voice. We need to let the enemy know where we stand. And we need to reaffirm to God where we're going. I'm not going back. There's nothing to go back to. I'm moving on. And that means I'm going to let God take care of everything that's adversity, everything against me, everything that's opposing me. I'm putting it in God's hands. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. Come on. I'm raising my level of expectation. I know what the Lord has said. I know what the Lord has done. We're going to shout hallelujah. We're going to shout hallelujah from your heart. Not from here. Not hallelujah. From your heart. Tried unto the Lord and he heard me. Passionate. The word hallelujah means as many words, as many praises as I can give God in one word. That's what it means. That's why it's... It's universal. You can say hallelujah in the entire world, no matter what language it is. It's one of the only universal words that exists in the entire world. It's hallelujah. 
On the count of three, we're going to shout hallelujah just as passionate as you can. I know you might be shy, timid. I've been there, was there. But if you would just express yourself in the passion of what you desire God to do, something's going to break within you and around you. Do you believe it? Shout amen. They're going to start singing. We're going to praise him. We can go home later. But right now, how many are going to worship God with me right now for the victory that's ahead of us? Lift your hands. Stretch them forward. Forward motion. On the count of three, I want you to shout hallelujah with me. One, two, three, hallelujah! Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Your hands and shout to the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. I want you to let the Lord move upon you. God is going before you. Whose report won't you believe? Shall believe the report of the Lord. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting nothing but a miracle. I feel the breath of God sweeping over us. One more time, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, you breathe on them and they were filled with your spirit. Let your breath breathe into this room. New life. New life. 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.